You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 008. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. And we're back. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. You do it better. You do it. And we're back. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you were going to do that today. How are you, Mrs. Smith? I'm. I am so well. We have had the most gorgeous days lately, which is silly because I've been inside most of them. <laughs> but you, you've been working up quite a nice tan, laying out here in good old Southern California. I have. This has been my first summer off since my uh, junior year in high school, so I've been taking advantage of it. And and has that been like four years or? Yeah, four. Try 40. No. <laughs> Let's see. It's I graduated in 89, so it's been 25 years. 25 years since I had a summer off. Mary, mother of God. Well, it's about time. But the reason that I'm doing that is um, we're going to Vegas this weekend uh for a bachelor party i'm the best man for a buddy of mine and um i didn't want to go to the pool and glow so i thought you know i better get a little bit of sun before i go so i don't scare people first of all second of all don't i don't burn to a crisp my irish german ass because nobody nobody in vegas scares anyone hey, that's true <laughs> although i'm not irish or german actually scottish and finnish so i lied to you sorry no lying, baby. I have I have a value around honesty and integrity. So if you could just not lie, that'd be excellent. I'll try not to do that. Of course, that in itself is a lie. Deal breaker. Right. Deal breaker. So, yeah. So when Mr. Smith says we are going to Vegas, he does not mean Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He means that himself as well as a party bus full of dudes – is going to be taking their happy asses to Vegas this weekend and pretending like they're in their 20s, which I think is utterly hysterical. So, of course, I'm being mama bird and I'm like, be careful. You know, it's, people are going to bump into your arm because obviously he's still healing from his injury. And so so I'm, I have a little trepidation about his arm and just being around drunken people who don't care because remember at the chili cook-off you were like guard my arm babe guard my arm in these crowds well at the at the cook-off is one thing like people are just not paying attention at all and my arm was still pretty freshly broken yeah. so now my arm feels pretty good like if somebody bumped it i don't feel like it's gonna hurt as much you know like my arm's gonna be just fine in vegas baby it's gonna be just fine all right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna set that intention, and I'm gonna send it out to the universe. <laughs> you know what I love though? I love that. That's what you're worried about. Like most someone would be worried about. Oh, what's he gonna do over there? And how's he gonna act? And you know, what decisions is he gonna make? But you know, you don't think that way. You think I, we've already developed a trust around that stuff, though. To be honest, I'm gonna be the voice of reason with this group. 
Well, and I know you, and I know that you don't you don't like to get like that. You don't like to get totally out of control, blitzed, obliterate. Like you've done that. You know, you've sown your wild oats and and all of those things. So I don't. I really don't worry about you. I do. I do worry a little bit about some of these other dudes, but um, yeah, I'm. I'm more concerned. Like, please don't set yourself back with your injury in any way. Um, so more so than like some girl like trying to put some dollar bills inside your cast or your your brace. <laughs> hey, most people lose money in Vegas. If I make money in Vegas, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the ticket way to spin that, babe. But yeah, I'm just I I'm excited for you. You obviously are such an incredible hard hard worker and you so deserve to like get away and and have some fun. You know, I know you've been so focused on rehabilitating your arm and um you know, all of that stuff and I think it'll be good. It's very hard for me to not ask you if you have a question right now. Okay, so you guys, Mr. Smith puts his arm up to <laughs> it's so funny to me and he hates it but he puts his arm up to elevate you know his injury and so that it feels better for him like blood flow wise and all of that but it looks like he has a question for me every time he does it and so my instinct is always to go oh oh babe did you did you have a question and and I still think the joke is hysterical and it's even funnier that he doesn't so it just, you know how it is with your spouse. Like if you get, you know, more than anybody else, if you get a rise out of me, you're like, Oh, I'm going to fucking do that over and over again. From now on, I'm just going to put my middle finger up. That way, you know, I'm not asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a, a, a communication method. Right. Okay. Yeah. No question. Just, you know, I put a nice little jacket on it too. <laughs> you know, with the fingers nice and tucked. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So so yeah, so apparently one of one of the grooms, one of the grooms best friends owns a RV. Okay. So they're going to make their own party bus style where they're all going to get in the RV, but this is what is so fucking hysterical to me. Apparently <laughs> the 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 RV has a tendency to overheat. So I can just picture you guys like like drunk and like woo and and doing stupid shit and then you're like parked on the side 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 of the road in the middle of nowhere on the way to Vegas where there's just like nothing out there. You guys are just drunk in the middle of nowhere just having to let that thing cool off or whatever. We're going to have to, like, make a sign before we go, like, you know, help us on our way to Vegas or something, because I know we're going to break down. I just know it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope not, because there's that. Just make sure you're gassed up and you have all your, you're prepared. Oh, yeah. Come on. We're, we'll be prepared. Don't worry. Be prepared. <laughs> Don't tickle me during the middle of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. See, this is, if we were on video, you'd be fucked. I'd be fucked, because I always do these in my jammies. I'm in my I'm in my shorts, so. Yeah, but you're looking pretty good. Oh, stop. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right. You've been some good eye candy for me since 1997. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> Not a chance, Mr. Smith. Okay, so um, 
a couple of things before we jump into some some juicy content today. Uh, wanted to let all of you guys know that we have a new area on our website. If you click on uh, the podcast, if you go to thejoyjunkie.com and click on the podcast, you can actually find out how to become a guest on the show. We're going to start taking callers and have people uh, ask questions to us live when we record these. I guess it's not live, but as live as we can be for a podcast style. So you can actually jump on there and submit a form and just either let us know uh, if you would like to be a caller and and or let us know a topic idea or something that you would really like covered. And again, it can be related to life stuff or relationship stuff. We tend to get a lot of relationship inquiries, but if it's just life stuff too, that's fine also. And also under uh, the podcast tab on the site, you'll also see a space where you can sign up for a email list where we just let you know uh, when a new episode is available and what the what the topic is. That way you don't have to, you know, remember every Wednesday there's something new or go to your you know, podcast app on your iTunes account or whatever, we can just notify you really quickly, small little email notification uh, that will come and let it also will let you know what topic we're covering and all of that. So you can get your name on that hot little list. So today we're going to be talking about some life stuff. And um, our topic for today is how to play nice with the universe and get what you want. And this is really kind of the joy junkie approach to law of attraction or manifestation. Um, So just out of curiosity, babe, what what are your thoughts on law of attraction and and how kind of inundated we've been in our our society lately with it? Well, I think just, you know, we've studied law of attraction for quite a bit, but I think that a lot of people use law of attraction for themselves like as a narcissistic approach to life. But I think the law of attraction isn't necessarily just for you. Um, It's for everyone. Just like Christians use prayer, Mm -hmm. I think the law of attraction is used that way. We can attract for other people and that karmically comes back to us. Like if we're being narcissistic about it too much, I don't know if that's good either. You know, just drawing stuff to you and thinking about how you can get more money and all the things that you want and life will be better. And, you know, I don't think that's the approach. I think if you think more globally with it, uh, it's because we're all connected through the law of attraction and through, um, you know, chemical, the ether. Yeah. Thank you. Um, That it comes back to you. That's my thought on it. Well, I mean, I don't. I definitely don't think narcissism is the word for it um, because that has such a negative connotation. But what I do think you're kind of pointing to is a lot of times people get this mindset that that, that there's lack. Like if it, it, it's either you get wealth or I get wealth. She's successful or I'm successful. They get the house of their dreams or we do. And the, the concept behind this universal energy is that that it is the opposite of lack that there is abundance to be had for all so that so that not not necessarily narcissism but fulfillment and happiness for everybody so that everybody gets to have 
their desires, you know, manifested. So I don't, I don't ever want to make it seem like if you have desires, goals, aspirations, wants, that that means narcissism. Um, but I do think that there is uh, really a misunderstanding about about what law of attraction is. And this notion that we just declare what we want and then it's somebody else's job, like the universe or this divine law or magic or whatever it is, to just deliver it to us. Right. Right. Yeah, no. Once again, you spoke more eloquently than I ever could about it. (laughs) Honestly, you have a way of saying that stuff. So, you know, what I want to kind of do today is is take away all the the metaphysics, all the quantum physics, all the scientific stuff, um, whether it's a law scientifically or not. It's actually not. It's just a theory. Um, but I don't even want to, to dig into all of that. I, I really want us to look at if there are things that you want in your life How can you set yourself up so that you can actually attain them and really putting some of the responsibility back on you um, and and really show you truly, candidly, how how to do that. So, you know, obviously we're inundated with with all these conversations about law of attraction, manifestation, um, and really it doesn't matter who you believe in, if you believe in the universe, God source, higher power. There's there's tons of different names for it. Let's just assume for today that that being, that force has your back, okay? So it's it's playing in the background, ready to support you, and now your only job is to have your own back. So there's a quote that I say all the time, it's my own quote and I love it. <laughs> Speaking of narcissism, no, 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 just confident. Um, and it is this, the universe cannot play a bigger game until you do. And if you're spiritually minded or have any type of religious background, you may have heard God helps those who help themselves. And it really is that, that concept. You can't just pray for a bunch of shit to happen and then do nothing. Then, then think that you have no role in the matter. So uh, for myself and for the community that I tend to attract, we tend to use the word universe, source, higher power, but truly substitute whatever res- is resonant for you. But here's the deal. If you're spouting off to the universe or even just to the ether that you want something to manifest in your life, but then you do nothing to cultivate that desire or even worse, you do the exact fucking opposite then the universe really truly has zero power in delivering your desire. You are basically trumping that universal force through your own behavior, period, okay? So for instance, if you're saying that one of your greatest desires is to find your one true love, your soulmate, but over and over again, you keep settling for relationships that are less than fulfilling, then you have already created your future. The universe cannot just deliver something for you if you are fucking up your frequency. That's what I love to call it. All right? You're, you are clouded because you're settling for a bunch of subpar options. So how the hell is the universe supposed to deliver your soulmate when you're hell-bent on, on suffocating yourself with half-assed suitors? 
So you have to take the fierce stance about what you will and will not tolerate, what you won't will and won't entertain, participate in, in order to send out this kind of mes- message to the universe that you are ready to cash in on your order. Okay? So let's give another example. Perhaps you're looking for more rich and rewarding friendships, but you are scared to death to let go of some of the friendships or connections that maybe you've had for years and years and years, but you know they're no longer serving you. They're they're not um, nurturing your spirit, and a lot of times they're bringing you down. So it's basically like a massive slap in the universe's face. It's like saying this, yeah, universe, you know what? I really want that. But I'm going to go ahead and leave everything up to you because I'm a pussy and I'm not willing to help you out at all. So, you know, it's really similar to saying what I really, really want is to lose weight, but I'm just not willing to eat healthy. So universe, could you just deliver that? So you need to do yourself a favor and help the universe out. All right. And one of the best things you can do Uh, To do this is to clear the shit from your life that you don't really want. All right? It goes out, energetically it goes out as a massive signal that you are no longer willing to entertain the shit that just doesn't serve you. Okay? This is, it's really truly about doing your part. So let's talk about, oh, yeah. I was just going to say, it's a, there's a classic joke that goes along with that. And this man is praying to God and saying, Lord, I really want to win the lottery. I've been a dev- devout person for you, and I've done everything you've asked, and um, I do everything that you know needs to be done by, by you. Um, but there's just one thing I ask, and that's to win the lottery. Will you please let me win the lottery? And he prays, and he prays, and he prays, and time passes, and time passes, and nothing happens. And he keep, and then finally he, he stops praying and he, his last prayer is, look, I've been praying for a long time. When are you going to fulfill my prayer? And this big booming voice comes down from the sky and says, meet me halfway, buy a ticket. <laughs> like you have to have some action moving forward. You're getting yourself mentally ready by sending those signals out. Right. But you have to do the action physically. You have to actually do go through the motions in order for those things to come true. That's such a that's such a great metaphor. I'm glad you brought brought that up because this is what in the coaching world we call inspired action. So um, it it doesn't necessarily mean that um, the action you are taking is going to yield results. That's not, that's actually not the point. The point in inspired action is the energy, is the frequency that you are emitting when you're doing something that you, it actually lights you up and that begins to attract. But you hit the nail on the head. You don't just get to throw this out and expect it to be delivered. You actually have to do something, right? right? So, okay, so let's go back to this and let's say... That you, you've decided, I'm going to take a fierce stance uh, for the thing that you really are desiring. So let's take the example of maybe it's your dream job. So you're done complaining about how much you hate your job, right? So people say this, like, I just want this rewarding career. But then what do they do? They stay in a job that suffocates them and they hate. So 
It doesn't necessarily mean you need to leave the job or quit or put in your notice, but you need to take some sort of inspired action. Complaining is not helping. It's only reinforcing how much you hate your job, okay? So you start taking action. You start crafting an escape plan. You maybe start putting in resumes elsewhere, or you decide to go back to school for some more education, or you begin taking steps to open your own business, So you start doing things to show the universe energetically that you are willing to do your part. Now I have a theory and I have a theory that there's this crazy thing that happens right when you start to grow a pair. (laughs) Right when you start to go, okay, I'm going to break up with this relationship that doesn't serve me or I'm going to establish some boundaries with these friendships or I'm going to start putting my resume. You know, when you start taking action, I, th- I believe that you get delivered a test, a massive fucking test to see if you are actually willing to fight hard for what you say you want. Okay, so this is what happens. You get delivered, and again, this is Joy Junkie Theory, you get delivered a subpar option. The company you work for offers you a raise. Or the deadbeat that you've been dating shows some potential. That friendship that has always been one-sided has a good week. Something happens that tempts you to settle. And again, recognizing that I am no physicist, this is what I think is happening. I believe that there's a test that is coming from the universe to see how big of a game you are willing to play. It's like the universe is saying to me, Okay, Smitty, show me how far you are willing to go to take a stand for what you really want. You have a safety route here. You have an easy out. You have an opportunity to settle, which leads to oftentimes more mediocrity and stagnation. So what's it going to be? And then the throwdown happens. And this is where you have to pull out your big girl or big boy pants and actually follow through on your initial request. Now, you will be scared, you will be nervous, you will be terrified, do it anyway. This is the crossroads point. This is the point where you either settle for the half-assed relationship, the half-assed job, the half-assed friendship, or you don't. You actually say no. You gear up, you look that fear in the face, And you let the universe know that you are ready to have the life you claim you want. And you're going to show it. Not by what you're just declaring, but with your actions, with your energy. And largely by what you no longer will tolerate. Preach. Preach on. (laughs) Thanks, babe. (laughs) I get really passionate about this because um, I think there's been some negligent resources out there kind of saying all you have to do is say what you want. And that's not the deal. It is you have to be what you want energetically. And a lot of that means eliminating the stuff that is not a hell yes for you. And we'll do a podcast on hell yes, hell no, because I think that's a really great – a, a really great topic. So make a note of that sidekick. <laughs> note made. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the deal. You have to let go of what's comfortable in order to have the extraordinary. 
You have to relinquish control and lean into faith. You have to let go of seeing the how and being willing to be surprised and be uncomfortable. And that's what's scary for us. But here's the sad truth. Most people, are, and maybe this is you listening, are too paralyzed by their own fear of the unknown that they choose a life of mediocrity. They decide that it's just too scary to end the relationship or to quit the job or even start that process. And they let all of those what-ifs rule. They choose comfortable. And then while playing pathetically small, spend time wondering why the universe never gives them what they want. (laughs) And it really is pretty simple because they never did their part. So this is what I want to ask of you, my friends. What's it going to be for you? How uncomfortable are you willing to be to actually have that extraordinary, fulfilling, rich, delicious life? And the exciting news is that it's totally up to you. It's totally your call. As soon as you get fierce, the universe is right there, ready to meet your fierceness. So stop getting in your own fucking way. It's, it's, it's time, you guys. And, and be ready for that, okay? Like the minute you start really putting in the efforts to say, okay, no more. I'm sick of complaining. I'm sick of talking about how shitty it is. I'm going to actually start the journey. doesn't mean you create change overnight. doesn't mean you break up with that, the, the deadbeat overnight. doesn't mean you quit the job overnight. But it means you start taking some actions towards what you really want instead of nurturing what you don't want. All right, make it a rule that you are not allowed to complain about anything unless you are taking action on it, okay? People spend way too much time talking about all the shit they don't want, not realizing that that's going out as a signal to attract more. And sometimes it's even attracting more people to commiserate with you and talk about how shitty things are. You'll search out people who want to talk about how much they hate the job just as much as you do. Uh, you know, something that I've worked on is I can see the end goal. Like, let's say that I wanted to have a new career. Mm-hmm. I can see the end goal. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I want. But I have a hard time putting the steps in place to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you're saying. I, I'm getting what I'm getting away from this is you got to take the small steps to get to the big one. You know, start uh, cultivating a new pattern and it, your, your goal will start getting closer. Okay, so yes. So from an energetic place, here's the thing. And when I say let go of the how, like in that situation, especially if you're a very pragmatic, logical person, we want to see the how. Right. We want to be like, okay, my first step is this education. My second step is this mentorship program. My third step is and that will lead to this perfect, successful career that I have envisioned in my mind. But that's not really how it works. Right. Because we don't know the how sometimes we don't know what the first step is. We don't know how to get there. Sometimes we have to search it out. So one of the easiest things for you to do, and it's what we were talking about earlier with inspired action. You just have to start doing things that you that feel good for you. So for instance, if you start thinking, well, maybe I could take this class 
Does it light you up? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's I can't wait to take this class. Then that's a yet. That's a hell yes. That's an inspired action. Do it. Because energetically, we've all been there where we're like, I have no idea what will happen. You go to a conference and you meet somebody who's like integral to your life. That's how the universe works. So I'll give you an example, you guys. Um, quite a few years ago, I had decided that something that I desired was to to uh, attract more like-minded spirits and, and richer relationships into my life. I had looked around and I felt like I didn't have a soul tribe. I didn't have people around me that I felt could really help make me a better person. And I really wanted that. I wanted reciprocity in these relationships. So I didn't know how to do that. How do you make a friendship appear, right? Like, I don't know the how. So I did what I could do. I was like, okay, universe, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to take inspired action. I'm going to do things that actually sound awesome and fun. So what did I do? I decided to get a gym membership. Um, and so that was one of my my main ideas. Like, okay, awesome. I'm going to get this gym membership and then I'll be around a lot of people who have the same physical goals. I was part of a, like a fitness community. I thought I'm going to make some really great friendships there. That sounds like a hell yes. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it. Didn't end up meeting anybody there, right? Um, I, we had had new neighbors move in who I thought, ooh, maybe, maybe we can start some friendships there. Nothing really happened of that. But the point was is that I was doing things that felt awesome to me and I was taking – I was doing what I knew I could do, right? Coincidentally, at the same time, um, I ended up doing a random like makeup job where the woman who was in my chair ended up being my best friend to this day. Um, so the universe was like, here, here's an opportunity. Um, I reconnected with an old childhood friend. Um, I went and uh, uh, did like some volunteer uh, assisting for my coaching school where I met my very best friend and business partner, Andrea. So the point is, is the new friendships were totally delivered to me, but not through my controlling, I'm going to make you my best friend type of thing. It was uh, because my energy and what I was throwing out to the universe was, I will do my part and I'll do things that feel good to me because I want to attract more things that feel good to me. So I don't want you to be muddled with feeling like you have to know the right steps. It's just about stopping cluttering up your space with the shit you don't want and that you don't like and the actions that don't feel good. So start there. Start with just eliminating the shit that's not serving you. So if it's a job that's not working, first of all, stop complaining because that's not serving you. And second of all, start creating an escape route. Okay, start brainstorming about what you can do. What's the next step? What inspired action would feel fun? Does that kind of make a yeah. little sense? No, it makes a lot more sense than making a list of steps, you mm -hmm. know? Absolutely. And then it gets you to do things that actually feel good, right. that are actually fun. Yeah. And then you're just, you, you don't, it's like if it yields results, great, you know? And, and that's kind of how I felt with the whole friendship thing. I was like, I can't just materialize a new best friend or grouping of friends, but I'm sure as hell going to do my part, right? 
So, um, so watch for that. Watch for the test. Watch the subpar option. The friend who, you know, if I if I would have had friends that that came back and and I did have that a little bit. I got invited to some things with some old circles of friends, and it was like, oh, that does kind of sound fun. And but I knew that they were involved in some things that didn't serve me. And and I said, no, I'm not taking the subpar option. I'm not going to succumb to this test. I'm going to win. So. That's so really the, the test is knowing the difference mm-hmm. between the subpar and what you really want. Yeah. That's at the end of the day what you have to look for, right? Yeah, and I exactly. And I had a, a situation like that years ago as well where I really wanted a specific job and an alternate job that would have basically been like killing time was offered to me, almost like a distraction, like, hey, hey, will you take this? Will you settle for this? And I really thought about it. And then I came back to no, that would be settling. That would be keeping me stagnant. And I held out. And and it was a really awesome opportunity for me um, to shut that opportunity down so that I was available energetically for what I did want. Um, so it's it's being able to, to notice that you're being enticed and then have the throwdown and say, nope, not going to settle. Like if that's your choice, right? So let us hear from you. Let us. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about um, some of some of these theories that I've got about uh, being offered a test and then you know having a throwdown and um, cluttering up your space, fucking up your frequency? Uh, we would absolutely love to hear from you in the comments below. Um, yeah. So I think that that's about it. So. We will we'll leave you to your manifestation. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm-hmm.